Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 342, Studio Lighting. This morning, Matt and I get together and talk about updates to our studio lighting and how that's been a real positive thing for enjoying the atmosphere when working in our studios. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Hey, Doug. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good. <laughs> Wait, your, your audio just went out. My audio went out? Oh, I can't hear I you can, now. I can hear myself. We're back. Um, We're back? a loud pop and audio came back. Really? Yeah. It might have been on my end. I didn't hear the loud pop. Oh. Uh, that doesn't bode well. But when I turned my, uh, everything on this morning, I had a bunch of distortion. This mic was so hot. I mean, I couldn't even like move my hand through the air without it like picking up the sound of the wind. <laughs> oh. I, I mean, it was like wow. ridiculous. And, and like feeding back and stuff uh, yeah. from my headphones. Um, I don't know why it got so sensitive, but um, it is seemingly <laughs> t- working perfectly now. Maybe it needed to warm up. You know, I've often wondered maybe this stuff. Yeah, I actually think that that is true. Um, even if even it seems to be instant on, I think that some of this stuff yeah. just has to. I mean, I'm not using anything with tubes in it. And this was sure. acting like, you know, something like that was warming up. But Yeah, well, if you think about it, I mean, I don't know about your, <laughs> I don't know about how cold your studio is, but mine was like 40 degrees or less when I came uh, out here. No, my, <laughs> my mine, heater on. mine's like 70 degrees or oh, something well, like that. So. Then that's not it. <laughs> yeah. That's probably not it. But I do think certain things, well, you know, and I wonder about that. Like, um, sometimes I'll leave my mic on, uh, like all day. And I don't know, is that, is that bad for a dynamic mic to leave it, you know, to leave oh. it on? There's no tube. It's all solid state, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I turn mine off if I remember the, the yeah. phantom po- I leave everything connected, but I just turn the uh, phantom power phantom off. phantom power. Yeah, that's what I mean. The phantom and power. That, yeah, because otherwise it's... I, I don't know. I, I probably does nothing to it other than the fact that it's got phantom power in it the whole time. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I kind of think of it like a car. Like, you know how... You know, is it better to keep the car running or to turn it off and turn it back on? Because I feel like every time you turn it on, it's like, there's just like wear and tear on the mechanics of it. I know yeah. it's not remotely the same, but on the other hand, you know, it's got power running through it. It's picking up signal. It's yeah. subjective to. I, yeah, yeah. You know, Big Brother's weirdness. listening in, you know. And, <laughs> no, but I, I think one uh, consideration on that might be when you have it connected to phantom power, it is, um, it is connected. And if you have. Uh, you know, uh, power surge or something like that, then right. that could, that could, uh, natively affect your microphone. Um, yeah. And it'd have to so blow I, up my, my interface first before it blew up the microphone though. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, I just, as a matter of course, turn off phantom power, but I, I leave my preamps and stuff on, hmm. you know, all the time. Um, Oh, okay. But I turn the phantom power off. Yeah, I do if I know I'm not going to be using it for a while. Um, but you know, often I'll come in here and I'll turn everything on, and it's already on, so it's just sitting here waiting. Yeah. I mean, I I subscribe to that uh, that group 
that believes that turning your stuff on and off is worse than leaving it on. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's kind of what I was, what I was getting at with the car analogy. Um, yeah, I do feel like every time you turn it on, you're, you're subjecting it to a surge of electricity, no matter how small. And, uh, anytime components are energized, I feel like that's, you know, the electronic version of wear and tear. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. So I got new lights. Oh um, yeah. They look good. Very thanks. moody. It looks so, kind of movie theatery. Yeah. They're, uh, they're, uh, like up facing floodlights mm -hmm. and they're, mm -hmm. they're cool. They're, um, they're on Alexa. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> I can uh, change the color. So uh, here, as we come into the holiday season, I'll be donning my red and green. <laughs> and your um, gay apparel. You know, and, can, can, <laughs> and uh, hey, I don't think I have any gay apparel. But um, <laughs> No Hawaiian shirts? <laughs> I, I used to. You know, I've got this really cool, um, uh, like, silk pipe smoking jacket mm -hmm. it, you know it, it's like you would you would see this like in that uh uh like that doseki's most interesting man in the world oh yeah, yeah. kind of commercial you know where he'd be wearing <laughs> something like this um i've had it for years and I, i've never actually worn it it's just like i don't know where it came from <laughs> to tell you the truth um, that's funny i think it i think it was like a family hand-me-down thing that oh, no one okay. else ever wore either so um <laughs> Yeah, when do you have occasion to wear a smoking jacket? I'd like to know. I don't know, but I think I'm going to figure one out. I started uh, <laughs> um, uh, burning a little incense in the, on the other end of the studio away from the oh, gear. Okay. And that's been nice. Um, I, uh, um, way, from way back when, was a, a fan of uh, um, the Goniche brand, um, uh, the Goniche number six, which is ancient times. And then I forever had a hard time finding it. And I finally found some. And, uh, um, and so I lit that up, uh, the other evening and I was down here listening to music and stuff. And, uh, and it, it permeated everything. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, bet it did. I was like, okay, that's very strong. <laughs> Need some better <laughs> ventilation down here, you know? And, uh, but um, anyway, it was, it was actually really enjoyable. I lit some candles and, and, uh, did some incense and that's nice. Uh, yeah. And then you nice. did your yoga. Yeah. yeah I got the, <laughs> uh, lava lamp going and all that. <laughs> yeah. My equivalent is I have a oil diffuser. So it's like a little, it's a little kind of ball looking thing that you put some water in it and you put a couple of drops of oil in it. It can be super strong. It has a couple settings one where it just kind of puffs a little bit so it doesn't overwhelm the, it's a small room so a yeah. little scent goes a long way here but um it's kind of nice to have a little you know a little something to set the mood or whatever yeah so i've got this this lighting setup that i have here is named studio chill so when i can i uh, i walk into the studio and i i proclaim to <laughs> She Alexa. who shall not be named right, right. now that, uh, <laughs> to turn on Studio Chill, and, and this is what I get. I kind of like it. And then I've, I've got uh, another one that I set up, and I can uh, uh, turn on mastering. And then it uh, gets the lighting the way I want it. It turns on the, uh, the monitor. monitor and, the um, yeah. and basically has everything uh, 
ready for me by the time I sit down at the desk here, which is cool. So that's so cool. So let me ask, do you have those plugged into like smart outlet kind of things or are the devices themselves I mean, wired? I get the devices smart whenever I can, but I do have uh, uh, some smart plugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a uh, a smart switch on the wall for the main studio lights, which are way freaking bright, um, which is why I've been trying to get away. Because it's I like them when I'm working and I need to read and things like yeah, that, yeah. because then the brightness helps me out a lot. Um, but um, uh, for uh, I don't need to read so much, um, you know, when I'm actually working. And I kind of like this a lot. I am, I am. I still have to add my. Um, LED strip lights. I haven't figured out how I want to do them yet. Oh, you bought them, but, but you haven't installed them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I got one more set of lights and I'm just kind of living with this. I got some dark areas on the sides. Um, and so I'm probably going to maybe do some baseboard strip lights and go mm-hmm, all the way around. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll see how that does. But You know what I like about this is the idea that um, your studio is a work in progress. Yeah, because uh, I I feel like sometimes a, a trap to fall into with, you know, even templates or your studio setup or I don't know just about anything you can you can get stuck and start trying to make it perfect at the outset uh, or as perfect as possible at the outset rather than making it workable, usable, functional, and then developing it as you go and refining it as you go. And I think we've both kind of done that, um, yeah. set it up as functional as possible at the outset and refining as you go, adding lights, changing, you know, depths of speakers, adding wall treatment, things like that. And, and letting that evolve, um, forward and upward. Right. Yeah. You know, and a lot of it is, is you, you really can't get a full understanding of how you want it to be until after mm-hmm. you've been in it and you sort of. Uh, get a feel for things like, ah, I wish, you know, I had, you know, in this case, you know, it, it, it it's from, I wish I had some alternatives in my lighting because it's bright in mm-hmm. here all the time and I don't always want it bright, you know, and, uh, the, and the bright lights aren't the greatest for video. Um, this isn't perfect yet. I mean, I got shadows and, and stuff, you know, I got uh, uh, things to work on with it, but um, it's not as bright and it's more comfortable, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, yeah, but just the the idea that it's an evolving thing, I I agree with that, and um, and that's that's what makes it fun. So, yeah, I totally agree. I have a skylight and a couple windows, and sometimes they provide more light than I want, but they generally make that half of the room um, pretty well lit. And this half of the room is pretty dark in the evening, especially now that it's getting dark at like five p.m. Um, so I, now that, now that we mentioned it, cause over here, I got the lava lamp and now I have the salt lamp. Um, and I'm thinking maybe some lights in the low corners that go that yeah. point up. I'll send you a link to that. Um, I, I just got them off of Amazon they, and, and yeah, wow. I love them. Um, and, you know, 16 million colors to choose from, man. That's <laughs> so, a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's got like a slider. Well, it depends what you use. If you use the remotes that come with them, you've got like 16 colors to choose mm. from. But, um, um, once you get them on the app, then you've got like a color slider and you can choose anywhere in the spectrum pretty much. Oh, okay. And then you can, I haven't done it yet, but I can, I guess you can, uh, have them, um, react to sound. And so the lights oh, will. I've seen some like some stuff so, like that. So, so I might want to play with that a little bit because that might be cool. 
Um, I would love to see when you get this all set up. I'd love to see a video walkthrough of your lighting setup, okay. and and a, and maybe even a walkthrough of how you connected them to uh, Alexa so that you can do voice commands. I think that that would be really neat. Yeah, yeah. And if you had um, so like the the wall uh, the the smart outlets, mm-hmm. I don't think you end up with control of dimming when you use those. Mm. Um, which, uh, you know, with these, so like either a smart switch or it's built in, um, is the only way you're going to control dimming on those. Um, and then a smart switch is going to have to be like a, a switched outlet or something like that. Um, and even then on a, on a smart switch, yeah, on a smart switch outlet, that would work. Um, cause it's the switch itself is controlling how much voltage comes through. But I tell you with LEDs, it's hit or miss whether or not the dimming works really well. Um, because I have so many yeah. of these uh, wall lights, it's uh, it's um, too much draw. Um, oh. Even though they're LEDs, but it's too much draw for the dimmer. Interesting. And it causes them to flash. Yeah, I know. Ultra annoying, you know. Dimmers and, are, uh, dimmers, not every light bulb or not every source works with dimmer. Yeah. I got to say, though, you know what, studio lighting for an audio studio has become like, I didn't realize how much it means to me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, because I never really thought about it too much. And it it really, the stuff I'm doing now is such an afterthought that came from, um, it came from, well, you know, video stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But then as I made changes and I'm in here working, I'm like, oh, this is this vibe's great, you know, um, uh, just a lot more relaxing or, you know, yeah. I can just set it up and, um, and have flexibility as to, as to, you know, I didn't, just didn't realize how important lighting was to my own maybe mood or, or yeah. uh, you know, even productivity, you know, um, when I get it, uh, the, the light low like this, I, I'm, I'm really more focused on what my ears are mm-hmm. hearing than in what my eyes are seeing, you know, sure. um, and w- which is what this is all about. So it's um, it's kind of nice because the, the lighting just sort of fills fills in the gaps, and it's not like blaring, you know. Yeah, that's fascinating because uh, I, you know, I read a lot of even before I knew I was going to have my own studio. I read a lot of stuff about studio setup and you know making sure your your musicians are comfortable and you set up a vibe and and it, it was always all stuff like have a have a couch and have a table with you know magazines like tape op and have a basket of snacks and hang tapestries for and it was all about like the physical things in the room um giving the vibe and it was never about lighting sound treatment yes lighting no but i think that lighting is a key component to yeah to having a, a room be comfortable having it be um, conducive to creative activity. And uh, I only know about, you know, making sure window light is available from my painting and photography background, but never thought about it in terms of a studio. Right. And I found myself like kind of floundering around, not knowing what the heck to do. In one respect, um, uh, lighting is one of those things where, you just need to start, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like we were talking, you mentioned last week, you know, so uh, uh, it's hard to plan what what you think you're going to see. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you get, uh, you know, for me, I was like, okay, well, this, these uh, wall floods are 
completely adjustable, multicolored, you know, dimmable. Somewhere in there, I'm going to find what I'm looking for, you know, so the, the odds are good that I'm not wasting money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and they're cool. And actually, I think we're going to get more and put them. These are rated for outdoor use as well. Oh. They're, they're inexpensive and we're going to put them on the, uh, like three or four of them out in front of our house um, uh, year round, I think, because they're just cool. That's um, cool. Yeah. And then Christmas time again, we'll, we'll do the house up in green and red. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I like but that. Um, yeah, it's important to be flexible because, uh, you know, you've added so much stuff to the walls in your room. If you said it one way at the outset, you'd have to change it all. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't know. I didn't even know where stuff was going to go on the walls. I sure. Mean, you know, and planning lights. Uh, I guess, I, uh, you know, and I can't really have lights drive where things go on the walls because where things, you know, it, it's all a, acoustic treatments and those need to go where they need to go. Um, right. You know, uh, and then the lighting um, just needs to be what it is. I, I also, when I was out in Connecticut, I spent time with our friends out there at uh, the recording den. And one of, one of their main things that they do there is, uh, is video work. Mm, right. And, uh, um, and, you know, and they, and photography and stuff like that. And I, and I had an opportunity to really get a consulting session on studio lighting from, uh, from them. Oh. And, uh, just ideas. Yeah. You know, and, you know, one of the, the, the main idea was, was getting some flood up indirect lighting, you know, mm -hmm. um, that, uh, wasn't, uh, especially for like video. So, you know, these two lights that are behind me on the wall back here, uh, normally would be blaring into the, into the camera, you know? And then also I was told to turn on my monitor off because the, or which I'm probably going to do is get my logo in a, in a dark background, like a black. Oh logo. yeah. Yeah. Um, because my white background logo is just detracting and it can cause problems. So anyway, they gave me some, some cool tips on, hmm. on that type of, uh, uh, thing that just, you know, in, in setting up the shot and, and the byproduct has been that it's really made it enjoyable just as far as atmosphere goes, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. So I've been working in, in this lighting. <laughs> it's, it's not, uh, it's not, uh, too bright. Um, if I need to read something, I, I like on my uh, on my rack on any of my processing gear. I I can't I can't read anything on there now. It's too dark. <laughs> so, um, but I have a little light that I can yeah. turn on, and um, you know when I need to. So that uh, you can always do what I do and just like touch your phone and hold it yeah. over whatever you're trying to see. You know, I also have I have a couple of those rack mount power units with lights in them. Um, and mm -hmm. I might uh, swap the one I'm using. The, the thing is, though, is I keep that my power unit on the bottom of my rack. And uh, oh. um, so I'd have to relocate everything. I mean, that makes sense because you don't usually unplug and plug stuff. And it doesn't have any meters you need to read or dials you need to touch. Yeah. So. Hopefully that's a non-issue as we come into the you know, uh, winter. I'm planning on building my, my new desk. And, um, and then, you know, all that gear will be up here and mm -hmm. even in this lighting i'd i'd be able to read that stuff um i was thinking and, that one thing that people do do i've seen is is they have their wall treatments their their panels like you the one behind you away from the wall like i don't know three or four inches and then they can put they put lighting behind it so there's a glow behind yeah. the wall treatment yeah i do like that look 
Um, my uh, my panels are are pretty close. They're only about a quarter inch, mm-hmm. and there was uh, you know a warning on the LED strip lights, you know, not to have them, you know, close to or in contact. They're sandwiched, you know, oh. and I think it's too tight. So heat up. So I think I'd have to uh, add some like uh, one inch thick cleats on the back to push mm-hmm. them out. Yeah, some kind of spacer. Yeah, and yeah, maybe I might do that one day, but. I'm going to try around the baseboards first because I think that's easy and yeah. <laughs> um, it'll probably do what I want. And with the floodlights uh, coming up the studio panels, like that's kind of doing it for me. So, yeah, I really, I like that look a lot. Um, yeah. I was thinking where, where would you go for, I mean, besides you know, another studio that had it going on, which um, I don't know that a lot of them have really good lighting setups. Uh, but um, maybe like well, a, Black a movie Bird. theater or <laughs> <laughs> Blackbird. Um, yeah, a lot of those places have like a lot of big windows and natural light, or they just have, you know, broad lighting. Yeah. Because they do a lot of, because like you said, they do a lot of video shoots in there. And so they're set up for that. In my old studio, I had, um, it was it was really cool. It was kind of uh, S-shaped uh, ceiling light fixture. The the downside on it, it was halogen, and those bulbs were hot. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But I, if I had something like that right above me um, mm-hmm. with, uh, like, directional, you know, and, and just small, like LEDs mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, and dimmable, um, then I could have, like, I could, I could actually direct a light down, you know, onto the rack. I can direct a light down. Right onto here, and and you know, and I get like a a circle of light that's maybe like two feet wide, you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then have like four or five fixtures up there that are just directional. Um, Do you mean like track lighting or like? Yeah, it's kind of like track lighting, but it's it's not your typical. The, the, these are um, normally mount like in a center or an end, and then you can bend the track. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, so it's more of a rail lighting. Yeah, um, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you know what I mean, and um, and then you can just uh, you know, it, it, you know, I I could highlight the panel if I wanted uh, behind me here, or if I had something on the wall that I wanted to highlight, you know, I could mm-hmm. point it at it. Um, but then you know, more functionally, is I could have a light that comes down and floods over the top of my, um, over the top of my rack, but uh, but doesn't light up the entire room if you know what I mean. So it's just yeah, yeah. it's kind of directional. Um, and I think that would be useful, but I just, I don't have, uh, a ceiling fixture. I'd have to actually run wire into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only thing I have mounted over my head is this, uh, is this, uh, <laughs> boom arm with the yeah. microphone. Well, on. you're you kind of open up shot. high though. You, you have, uh, it would be really pretty easy for you to run like a, a wire oh, totally. up, up there and put in a ceiling fixture. You know? Oh yeah, no, it totally was not. Not to say you should or, or need to or anything, but I mean, for what I, I know, I, I think you're, that would be a pretty simple project for you. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having. Uh, I mean, I guess I could just use this ring light that I use for video uh, yeah. as a desk lamp if I need it. I wonder if I should get a ring light. Maybe that behind the camera right here, or just off this to the side. A, Maybe that would do this. Compact you know, one. This one's only like six inches across. Yeah. I know a lot of people use the ones that are like, I don't know, 18 inches for their video shoots or whatever. This one's yeah. small. It's, it's a clip-on. You know, it's I'm so low tech. I, I, I've got this um, shop light, you know, the old style with the aluminum 
cone mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a uh, uh, white, you know, that paper that you put in gift bags, you know, the, the thin white. Um, yeah, yeah. Couple, tissue paper. Uh, tissue paper. Um, and I've got tissue paper like taped over the top of it. Oh, yeah, right. For, for a diffuser. I used and to the, do the same exact thing. And it, it works really <laughs> good. Actually, Since like, I didn't use tissue paper. I used like um, drafting vellum because it, oh. it was because uh, tissue paper can burn. <laughs> really oh, easily. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I never liked the fact that those had like a, an exposed bright bulb. It was always kind of like, eh. yeah. But maybe one of those, um, you know, those light box uh, light fixtures, you mm-hmm. know, with the diffusers in them. Just one. I don't think I'd need more than that. I don't do photography like that, you know, but, uh, right. but you know, for this type of thing, um, just to get rid of some shadows and, uh, uh, or even maybe if it was off to the side behind me on the left over here to get rid of this darkness on this side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that then as far as for video work, the lighting would be pretty good. So, yeah, not that, you know, I mean, maybe it would be better if I, get darker and darker and so you can't see me as well you know but oh <laughs> uh, that's funny no you kind of have the rembrandt lighting going on i kind of like it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, I guess i could get a candle going you know oh yeah there you get that you get your choice of your choice of sense yeah put it get a little tray a little, a little tray. Put some candles on the tray so that if wax drips, it doesn't go everywhere. And uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I got room on the desk for a candle. If I were, I, I, I don't think I've ever knocked anything off the desk. You know, this area that's over here um, is like low traffic area. I don't do anything. Oh there. yeah. And yeah, so really, I mean, the only time I go on that side is when I'm cleaning, or mm-hmm. if I need to get something out of my cabinet there. Uh, you know, that my, my amplifier is sitting on, but, uh, uh, cause I got four drawers in there. Where is it? Yeah. I got four drawers in there and, um, I just keep like product or not product, but, uh, uh, like gear paperwork. And it's more of a filing cabinet, I guess. For oh, some. okay. That's right. My, uh, shelves, man. I organized my life. Remember? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, all of my gear boxes are now. Uh, stored safely on a shelf, which uh, all, all of right. it was preventing me from actually being able to walk around in my utility room. <laughs> <laughs> and I have this area behind my curtain over here, which is where I keep all my cables and right. uh, microphones and and uh, uh, guitar cases and, you know, just everything that's not in use at the time. Um, and so I put it in like a, it was a four foot wide by. It's like a baker's a, rack, right? Baker's rack kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. And it is perfect. And I, I, I looked in there and I was like, man, it looks like I have like a retail inventory shelf, you know? Yeah, it does. It totally does. <laughs> Having worked in retail, I can assure you it looks exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I don't really have room for something like that. I have amplifiers everywhere. And then I have these um, basically plastic shoebox kind of yeah. containers. One for pedals, one for DI boxes, one for cables one for manuals one for guitar strings you know i'd love it, to be able to just wh- what about what about up high in the rafters can you have enough room where you could like uh, have a little pan nah. no is that i mean the rafters aren't that high it's only it's like nine eight feet in the middle nine feet in the middle um, oh okay but it would affect the sound in here if i put anything up high 
Yeah, I think I, I wouldn't recommend stacking a bunch of boxes in your um, studio. No. Um, you know, and get them out of the, out of the way, um, you know, somewhere. It's just, it made me feel a lot better just not even seeing them because they're, you know, they're, they're behind the curtains, you know, and uh, in that room that is supposed to have clutter and stuff in it, you know, but. Right, exactly. So I got my bookshelf over here. It's full of books. That's my diffuser. And yeah. on the other side, I got a, I got a, I got this rug on the rug mat or whatever it is on the, the door, the back of the door to keep that from being a reflective space. Oh, okay. Um, matches the one on the floor. So you're actually facing toward the front of your property, aren't you? When you're sitting uh, at your desk? No, I'm facing north. I don't know. I was just, I was envisioning the pictures that I've seen. Oh, um, I got a great picture that I got to put on Instagram that I took yesterday. Oh, do you? And the sun was coming up through the fog and shining through the tree that turn, is turning colors right now. Yeah, I got to remember to do that, putting it on here. Well, I guess that's it, man. Hey, the only other thing I've been doing this week was uh, um, I, I did successfully get the fretboard off that guitar oh, build. Oh, yeah, you're doing that, that guitar build. Yep. Um, and that uh, actually went really well. Uh, probably, I don't know, took me about an hour. Right in that neighborhood. Oh, okay. What kind of tool uh, did you have to use for that? And um, I used a little painter's palette uh, knife. That's exactly and, what I pictured using. And like a, a, a kind of a paint painter's palette spatula, which is actually mm -hmm, the tool. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, you know those painter's five-in-one tools? Yes. Um, so that worked really good because it's sharp on the end. It was mm -hmm. wide enough to catch the entire fingerboard. And okay. it's uh, uh, beveled, so it ramped up. Um, right. And so that was uh, really important for getting started. But the most important uh, uh, things were the iron for heating everything up. Mm. And then, uh, and I still didn't have success until I got out my heat gun and I started heating up the knives. And and, oh. it start, and then it was move it through it. Like, you know, I was doing, you know, a, a fret every 30 seconds or so, I was at the next fret, and it went really good. Yeah, I, so in about 15 minutes after I started heating up the knife, I got to the 12th fret. Nice. And then, you know, and then it was uh, hit and miss as far as time. You know, I had another 30 minutes to get the whole board off or so. But, uh, um, and it came off uh, without any damage to either the fretboard or to the, the guitar neck. So cool. I, have, I potentially have a fretboard that could be reused for something. Um and uh, I just got to do some cleanup. Uh, I'm glad I took it off because uh, when they built it, they didn't cover the truss rod when they put all the glue on. And the truss rod was actually glued, glued to the place. underside of the, oh, of no. the fingerboard. Um, oh, that's But you need to have that. That, that needs to be able to move. <laughs> it needs you know? to both turn, yeah. <laughs> so, kind of important. And it was weird because before I took it off, I was making sure that the truss rod was uh, didn't have any... Uh, uh, tension on it, you know, mm -hmm. and it would like turn and then get really tight. And then I turn it the other way and it loosen up and then get really tight. And as it just, it didn't feel like any truss rod I've ever. And I think that's because it was actually not moving. Um, yeah. you know, because it was stuck to the, I, I could imagine, you know, if I, so it was like I, it was did, flexing, but it wasn't actually turning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it would, you would probably end up stripping out the threads or it would, mm -hmm. you know, uh, pop. Inside yeah. the cavity and, you know, maybe damage the underside of the fretboard or something. But Yeah, that would be bad. So anyway, I'm really glad I'm taking that stuff apart. 
Um, yeah, it sounds like. <laughs> and I got the new fretboard material. I think I sent you a, a yes. picture of that, and it's really, mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. cool. Um, I love the green pattern. So, you anyway, know, it's getting exciting because things are actually working out. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And I was really stoked because that came off. Because I was like, if this doesn't come off, this project's done, you know, or if I damage oh. it. Uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. care about the fretboard, but if I damage the neck, you know. Uh, right. Like, uh, but now, you know, now it's, you know, I'm not taking anything apart anymore. I'm putting things together the rest of the way. Yeah. So now it's all forward progress. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping by Christmas time, I'm, uh, I've got it set up and playable. We'll see. Yeah. That's exciting. Make sure you're sharing pictures of that. Yeah. I've been doing videos. Um, oh, yeah. Facebook. Yeah, just Facebook. I wasn't really in the mood to go out and put them on YouTube or anything. But Yeah. It's all right. Cool. But, well, that's yeah. exciting. So, all right, well, I guess that's all I got, to... man. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I potentially have a new client that uh, came oh, organically good. through TikTok. And so I've been working on my, um, my onboarding materials. Oh, uh, right Because uh, usually they come through people that I already know. Um, this is uh, somebody that I haven't uh, been acquainted with before, so I get to start from scratch with a new, oh, right a, a new client. That's always fun. Yeah, it's exciting. Get a chance to review my processes. Yeah, <laughs> for inducting new people <laughs> into the into the ecosystem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck with that. Thanks. All right, man. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, thanks. You too. And we'll talk. Thanks to you everybody later. for tuning in. As always. Yeah. Peace. Cheers. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating.